You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Seven Chakras, episode 187. Thoughts repeated regularly and systematically sink into the subconscious mind and become habitual. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, and you are back to the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find authentic happiness. And before we dive right into the action, let's listen to our latest iTunes review written by Jessica, who writes, it's been almost two months since I began improving my lifestyle and meditating. I started looking into alternative healing because of course, the brain always wants to learn more and learn better ways to improve ourselves. I came across my seven chakras approximately two weeks ago, and I'm so grateful for such an amazingly well put together podcast. Like all good things, there are days when I begin to doubt myself and doubt my new lifestyle, but AJ and the different people that he interviews always help me out of that hole. AJ, I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing here. I love all your episodes. I listen in the morning while getting ready in my car when I go for walks. I'm working my way down the list on episode 130 and every single one has helped me get to this beautiful place in my life right now. Keep up the phenomenal work. So Jessica, thank you so much for this detailed review and I'm so happy that you are in a beautiful place in your life right now and you really deserve Action Tribe, if you want your review to be read out as well, make sure you share your views, thoughts and experiences in the form of an iTunes review. If you've never written a review before, it's super simple. Uh, If you're on your podcast app on your iPhone, just hit review and then hit write a review. You can also jump to this link directly, which will take you to the iTunes review page. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Action Taker, I read each and every review. So help me help you. And with that out of the way, I'm excited to bring you our featured guest for today, Dan Lafave. So Dan, are you ready to inspire? Absolutely, AJ. That is amazing. So Dan Lafave is co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and specializes in teaching methods of using the power of our minds to get the things we love most in life. He says that we are either using our minds to prosper or poison our potential. So Dan, it's so great to have you on our show today. Before we move on, take a few minutes to tell us a bit more about your story. Well, you know, uh, I've been studying personal development for quite some time, but, um, you know, it it probably took about 20 years for it to come to the point where I am right now. But um, uh, I I just love uh, the fact that we have so much power in our hands, in our minds. You know, we, we have so much potential. And, uh, and, and it all comes down to how we use that mental faculty. If we think of our mind like a computer, it's just a matter of programming it. 
and uh, if it's been programmed in a wrong way, well, we know that we can re we can reprogram it because we have a conscious mind. So, um, you know, so my uh, my passion is is uh, in personal growth and personal development, and uh, I just I just love it and absorb it, and uh, I can't get enough. But uh, uh, teaching it uh, and and uh, researching and testing, I'm I'm a consummate experiment, and I'm a thought experimenter. I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll test things out for. Uh, days months years on end <laughs> until i uh until i get to the results i'm looking for that's awesome and i'm looking forward to learning about some of the experiments that you do uh, action tribe like we are learning today it's just a matter of programming your mind towards wherever you want to reach so dan thanks a lot for sharing uh, and let's begin today's show with some words of inspiration my question is what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that apply in your day-to-day life yeah the uh, my favorite one is thoughts repeated regularly and systematically sink into the subconscious mind and become habitual and uh and i put that to practice every single day uh, i don't necessarily want to uh, bog people down with the, with the, the kind of practices that i do but uh you know every basically available moment that i have uh whereas you know kind of free free uh, mental time where i can do something do some affirmations or something like that i am practicing that i am planting thoughts into my mind on a consistent basis because i know the value of that and um you know even uh, to the extent that you know i'll write things uh, around my house uh, dry erase markers on mirrors in the bathroom you know you just you can't get enough feed your mind and that's that's the whole idea Thoughts repeated regularly and systematically will sink into the subconscious mind if you keep planting them. Love that. Thoughts repeated regularly sink into the subconscious mind and become habitual. Action Tribe, repetition is key here. Whether it's something that you're doing consciously like affirmations or whether it's something that is done to you unconsciously and that becomes habitual. So love that quote. Thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, let's dive in. Uh, My question is, uh, what inspired you to write your book, Stepping Stones to Success? Well, you know, again, I I want to share my message i want to share my perspective on things and and everybody's is different but uh you know i i started off in napoleon hill when i was 26 and uh and then i read you know wayne dyer and eckhart tolle i've been studying and researching the you know the thought leaders that have kind of uh, charted the path ahead of me and um when it came to the book uh, it, that actually happened very naturally uh, i attended an event and i uh, i saw the book uh, or i saw a book at the event with uh, a woman's face on it and, and a number of other famous authors and i thought well that's pretty interesting and uh, Throughout the event, I ended up meeting the woman, and I ended up uh, interacting with her uh, because of there were there were some exercises, and uh, you know it led me to having a conversation with her, and then she introduced me to the publisher, and uh, we went from there. But uh, it wasn't something I was actually seeking out, but definitely uh, what's important to me and what's important to, uh, for everybody to know is that I wanted to share my message. And now that I have a book and I'm published, and I'm I'm alongside Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, Dennis Waitley, it it makes a huge difference. And uh, it allows me to uh, to spread my word and my message uh, even greater because what I'm talking about is not taught in schools or pretty much anywhere else. Wonderful. So it seems like uh, you mentioned it wasn't something that you were actively seeking out, but it seems like you put yourself in a position or in a place so that the universe uh, could help you. Is that correct? Because you went to the event, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, yes, you know, I was completely open-minded. In fact, going back even before then, Bob Proctor was uh, one of my mentors. So I, I worked with him mm. uh, alongside him, got certified with him and, and his company. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I learned everything I could from him. But even that step there was kind of a, a major step for me. And and I had to, I had to invest. I had to invest about $20,000 just to learn and wow. get certified. But uh uh, and, and it was at a tough time, you know, I was fired from a job and I, <laughs> I didn't have any income, but I, I just, I felt it in my heart and my bones and I just knew, you know, I had to take the step. And so, yeah, everything that came after that was, uh, you know, kind of scary, I guess, in a way and uncertain, but, uh, I just kept stepping forward. Lovely. So could you talk to us about the relationship between success and our mindset? Well, absolutely. I mean, well, here's the thing, here's the basis of what we're all talking about here is that, you know, we can't stop thinking. We are thinking beings. So we're thinking no matter what. And, you know, we might say, well, when we go to sleep, we're not thinking. But, you know, in a way we are. Our subconscious mind is bringing up all the experiences and memories that we've had. So there's constant thinking going on. But it's about controlling that. So, you know, what what, is it, what, what does it take to become successful? Uh, well, if you think like a successful person, you control your thoughts and your words like a successful person does. Or, or you let's say you align them and you direct them versus controlling, let's say you know, then you will 
have success. There's, there's a path to success. We know that there is one. Everybody takes a different one. But we have lots of experiences uh, you know, from others that have succeeded before us. So why not just use mm-hmm. their practices? Don't reinvent things. Just follow what they did. Look what they do and, and choose what you like and put that into practice. Uh, there's, there's no question about it that uh, if, if you have control over your thoughts and your words, that you will plant seeds in your mind if you intentionally do it and give them attention. And once you give them enough attention, guess what? There's alignment. That's that's all it is. Once you're aligned in life, success and everything else just comes naturally. Wonderful. So there you go, Action Tribe. We can't stop thinking. We're also always thinking about something or the other, whether it's consciously or subconsciously while you're asleep. The question is, can you control your thoughts? So diving deeper, uh, Dan, what is a poverty mindset and how is that different from a rich mindset? Well, I mean, there, there are two different trains of thought. You know, one mm-hmm. produces prosperity and one, the other one produces poverty. And, um, you know, poverty mindset is, uh, is one that, you know, thinks about the, the negative aspects and, and the lack and limitations and so on. Uh, you know, and, and it could happen very, very subtly, even when shopping. You know, if we look at the price tag of something and it seems like it's more than our typical price range, what happens? You know, a flood of thoughts come from our subconscious mind, which is basically thoughts that have been planted. You know, maybe there's not enough or you you have to, uh, you know, you have to be at a certain level of income in order to afford certain things or whatever the thought mm-hmm. might be. And, and, you know, if those thoughts flood your conscious mind and cause you to think, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't buy this. I'll look for something cheaper. You know, the, that's a poverty mindset versus a, a prosperity mindset which would look at something and say you know a piece of like a garment let's say a clothing and say okay yeah that price you know ninety dollars or hundred dollars or whatever it is you know do i want it do i really want it is it something i'm going to love and really enjoy okay well then invest in it that's it it's an mm. investment and versus spending money and saying okay that's lost that's gone and i'm i'm losing out here got it so you uh, my question is how did you first stumble upon these concepts and how did these concepts really impact your life? Well, you know, again, I, I started writing, I started studying different folks. In fact, I still yeah. have uh, Wayne Dyer's book, um, Manifest Your Destiny. I don't know how that came into my hands, but, but it was something that caught my attention. And I read it. I didn't really study it, but I put it into practice. I was writing affirmations in my 20s. I just started doing things just because I, I felt there was value in it. And, uh, and the, in the next greatest book I had was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And that book, I didn't even really study either. I just read it and I put it into practice some of the things, um, you know, but uh, but today I have read it. I've read it, you know, uh, and studied it really in detail because I think there's a lot of value in it. Um, but, uh, you know, the the thing that uh, that caught my attention is that we have the power to control our lives. And that yeah. mattered to me at a younger age. I wanted to. I wanted to have this, you know, this power, you know, and, and I have this innate thing inside of me too, like that I'm, uh, I'm a leader and it almost seems like I almost end up in leadership roles almost every time, even if I'm sitting there quietly. So, um, so, you know, I recognize that after a, a certain point in my life too. So I realized, okay, well, if I'm going to be a leader, then I, I should really, you know, study what the leaders do and do what the leaders do. And, um, you know, so I, I just kept going down that path, studying and researching and testing and trying things and, uh, uh, and evolving. And, um, you know, it, it helped me tremendously in, in even corporate. And in, in when I had a job, you know, it helped me tremendously because I used a lot of the things I learned to coordinate the kind of the, the people that I was working with. And, you know, I, I was given senior management roles when I didn't even have a degree or any accreditations or anything, nothing <laughs> to support mm. why I should be in that role. But because I, I had a mindset uh, for achieving things and, and producing um, I was always uh, given these these roles and uh, and these responsibilities. Got it. So what I caught on uh, in terms of what you were saying is that you have this deep-rooted mindset that you are a leader. And so naturally, you must hang out and learn from and get mentored by other leaders as well, which you have done. And a while back, you spoke about the idea of planting seeds towards transforming our mindset. What are some different ways in which successful people go about doing this? Well, you know, there's uh, there's definitely um, uh, certain practices, and, and 
at the beginning of the day is is one of the best times. Beginning of the day, end of the day, those are those are or when we're going off to sleep, those are best times to plant seeds. And I'll explain why. Um, you know, the, the conscious mind is what we operate on a daily basis, and it's hardwired mm. to our senses. So, you know, we're taking in information through our senses. We're and then our memory, our, our subconscious mind is bringing up experiences that relate to the things we're seeing and doing, and then we act we act accordingly. So, uh, so the, here's the thing. You know, if, uh, if if we're going to plant seeds in our mind, we have to get to that deeper subconscious mind. So it's about controlling conscious thoughts, uh, you know, taking, taking uh, you know, your morning time to plant some seeds in your mind before you get your day started and, and get caught up in the world of, you know, business or whatever you're doing. And, uh, you know, and, and also, and, and the other thing I want to mention too is when you just wake up, you're coming out of that unconscious state your subconscious mind is still open. You can still kind of talk to it. You can, you can have little conversations with it or plant little seeds there. But also when you're going off to sleep, the same thing, you're going to go into that unconscious state and you can just softly think thoughts. Uh, you know, you can even just say the words, I am, you know, healthy. I am happy. I am wealthy. I'm abundant. Whatever it might be, whatever words resonate with you. But as you're just drifting off, just say those things. And guess what? Your subconscious mind is going to reproduce them maybe in your dreams and also in your life. So uh, that's the, that's one of the greatest ways to to get down to that deeper level and uh, and communicate you know with with basically the the thing that controls us the most. You know what our subconscious mind research has shown that about ninety six to ninety eight percent of our results, behaviors, and actions come out of our subconscious mind. Only two to four percent are conscious. And you know, mm-hmm. knowing that, you you would think, okay, well, wait a second, that's my hard drive. I better work with my hard drive a little better and you know, and get my conscious mind aligned so that I can plant the proper seeds that are going to produce the kind of lifestyle that I envision, you know, the, you know, the success or whatever it is, you know, something, something is planted inside of us. I feel that, you know, we have like a sort of a, a a seed planted inside of us, a true aim in life. And, and, you know, we, we want to live that out. And, And if we can do that at our best, then we feel good more often. If we feel good, we are, you know, we're, we're in a good state of mind. Um, we go around our, our, our world and our life thinking about things positively and feeling good and enjoying life. And, and honestly, I think that's what everybody should have, a full and happy life. Uh, Napoleon Hill said it, and I agree with him. I just think that, you know, we, we don't take charge often enough and, uh, and plant those seeds. And, and so anyway, that, that morning success ritual and, and also the evening practice, awesome. But also any free moment that we have, we're driving our car when we're going to the washroom, when we're walking from one place to another, those are gaps of time where you can mm-hmm. plant seeds in your mind just to affirm something, think something. Maybe you're looking around your world. Oh, I love that tree. I love that look. I love that house. Put your attention on things that you love. And guess what? Those will be more dominant in your mind. Your subconscious is recording that all the time. It's a recording machine and it's recording and it responds and reciprocates, magnifies, multiplies. So, you know, why not? Think about all the things you love and that you want and you enjoy, make you feel good. That is amazing. Action Tribe, when you just wake up and the moment before you're going to sleep, those are the moments when you are drifting into your subconscious mind. What you see, what you feel or what you believe during these moments becomes your dominant thought of your subconscious mind. So make sure that you're conscious of this. Make sure that you plant seeds uh, whenever you have a moment uh, so that you are in control of what your subconscious mind is thinking. So, And just add one thing too as well. Yeah, please. If there's ever a challenge you have in your life, we won't say a problem because problems have different contexts, right? I mean, if you're asking for a solution and seeking an answer, that's different from having a problem and needing an answer, needing a solution, right? So yeah. let's say, you know, you have a challenge, then ask the question, but ask it to your subconscious mind. Ask the question, drift off to sleep and expect that you'll have the answer in the morning. And, um, and nine times out of 10, it works. And if you, if it doesn't work the first few times, just keep doing it. Our intuition doesn't lie. You know, we, we ask for things, we pray for things and, and the answer comes and we can ask our subconscious mind for that support because it is supporting our life at all times. Our heart doesn't stop because our subconscious keeps it going. Same thing with our breathing and everything else, all of our organs and, and internal me- internal mechanics are running because our subconscious mind keeps it going. Got it. Now, Dan, you talk about the idea of succeeding with less struggle. So what do you mean exactly by that? And why is struggling uh, bad for success? Well, I don't know that it's bad. I mean, I think, I think that struggling is, is almost a necessity. Um, 
but uh, but here's the thing, you know, when we're stru- when we are struggling, though, if we really struggle with it, like we resist it and we challenge it and we fight it, that's what keeps the struggle keeps us in struggle. So uh, struggling is is okay, but as long as we flip the switch, as long as we say, all right, I see, I'm in the struggle here. <laughs> this is a, this is a tough time, or I'm perceiving it as a tough time. But you know what? If I can just switch things, if I can switch my mind and just focus on what I want, because if we give attention to the problems and struggle and strife, then that's what becomes dominant. Like you were saying, dominant thoughts, right? I mean, so so yeah. think about the things that are going to produce what we want. And sometimes it's difficult, though, because, you know, the, the subconscious mind has all these memories and experiences. And if it floods our, our conscious mind with all of that, sometimes it just takes over and we're not even thinking we're just in reaction mode. So mm-hmm. the more we can tune into that and become more aware and, and, and understand ourselves, if we can understand ourselves at a high level and become more aware, then that's where we can make that shift. And it could be a very subtle shift, but as soon as we make it and we start getting some leverage, and once we go beyond like the 50% mark, then we have a lot of leverage. Then we can kind of really turn it up and say, okay, now I've, I've grasped it. I've figured it out. I've figured out my internal processes, my thought processes. I figured out my mental science here. I understand a little bit better. And now I can coordinate it. I can direct it. And then we can channel our thoughts and look around our world and see how that's being reflected back. Because our world is reflecting back to us our thoughts. I mean, we can't deny that our, our life isn't the culmination of our thoughts up to this very moment. We just, we can't dispute that. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't anybody, nobody has been able to, to argue that with me yet. But um, anyway, I think that uh, we, we have to realize that we are, we are our thoughts. We, our thoughts become our destiny in, in essence. Got it. So it seems like there are two levels of struggle, right? Like you mentioned, struggle isn't necessarily bad for success. But if you're struggling and you are noticing a lot of resistance, that's when you need to flip a switch, so to speak. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, flipping the switch at any point in time matters. But let's say if we can if we can recognize we're in struggle and stop getting upset and angry. I mean, because those are low-frequency thoughts, right? Anger denial frustration you know it keeps us in it there's actually a, a something called victim loop which i think you know once we deny and we get angry and frustrated and, and 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 you know we get caught in that loop and if we're stuck in that loop well how do you get out well you have to you know start looking at other options you have to have more awareness you have to have develop some accountability or commitment or something and and start building something different different train of thought but as soon as you switch it the faster you switch it the better because you know if we're planting seeds and we're planting seeds of struggle and resistance and strife and anger and everything well that's going to grow because it magnifies and multiplies the universal mind magnifies and multiplies in my opinion and so does our subconscious so you know we're we're really caught between a rock and a hard place if we don't get out of it sooner and uh, but you know the sooner we become more aware and understand ourselves and start shifting that then we can start recognizing how things are different for us. You know, change the way you see things and change and things you see will change according to Wayne Dyer, right? So yeah. it's very, very simple thought process, but doing it is the work. It takes strong willpower. Really, really strong will. So let's say a person uh, listening to the show right now wants to do something about uh, her limited mindset or poverty mindset. What is that first step towards changing that? Well, I think the the first step is understanding uh, um, what the thoughts are around that poverty mindset. And uh, the easiest way is to get it out of your head. Uh, You know, so write it down. Just write it down. Uh, You know, get go in a quiet place where you don't not going to be interrupted by children or family or or anybody and noise or distractions of any kind and just just start writing down or when they come to mind write them down have a journal or something where you write them down and uh, and you can ask yourself some questions you can ask you know is that really true you know (laughs) is that is it possible to change that and you know just asking some questions will help i think uh, make that shift but also if you don't want those anymore there's a great practice you can do what Mm -hmm. maxwell malt suggested take that thought write it down burn it shred it but don't burn it and shred it and say you know Get, get out of here. I hate you. <laughs> Just burn it shred and give thanks for it. Thank it for coming because it taught you something. See, there's contrast. There's contrast, right? There's, there's a contrast between poverty mindset and prosperity mindset. Yeah. We need that contrast because otherwise you don't have gratitude. And my opinion is that, you know, life is, is like a circuit. And, and if you don't have gratitude, then you're not participating in the circuit and you don't keep it going. 
it doesn't flow. Um, so oftentimes, you know, I, I think almost every time, is just I, I think that we have to have an experience in life where we have things the way that we don't like them so that when we do see how we like them, we can say, ah, I see how that works. I know how to get it now. And I can stay over here as long as I want, as long as I do the practices, honor myself and, and do my, you know, uh, keep planting seeds and feeding my mind and guarding my mind too, because you need to guard it from the stuff that yeah. kept you in a poverty mindset. So guard it and feed it. Uh, you know, if, if we just do those things uh, on a continuous basis, then that becomes the dominant thought, the dominant way of living. And then in the back of your mind, the poverty thinking, the poverty way and everything like that, you can tell that as a story, but it's just a story. It's in the past now mm. and you can leave it there as long as you don't think and do things in a way that you did previously. Got it. Now, Dan, you're a long distance runner. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't necessarily long distance run anymore, but I did for a good seven years, but uh, I still, okay. I practice a lot of fitness though. I, I just taught a spinning class today. <laughs> so, Wonderful. Uh, so, so these practices, long distance running or maybe spin classes, what do they do for you? Well, uh, they, they definitely spike your energy, <laughs> but uh, yeah. um, they're, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's a, it's a test. It's a struggle. I, and I teach like that. In fact, I have people in my class that come because they see the value in struggling. And here's how I actually approach it. Um, you know, I, I say to the folks in my class, you know, here's, here's an opportunity for you to grow. And how do you grow? Well, you, you know, you struggle and, and you're going to have to do it yourself. You're going to have to turn up that resistance. I can't do it for you. I, I'm not going to come over and turn it up because you're probably going to slap my hand and get angry with me. <laughs> so, um, you know, so what I say to my class is that, you know, look at it from a standpoint that this is a struggle that you're fabricating. It's, it's, an, un, it's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary obstruction or, uh, or problem that you're creating yourself. But can you imagine the potential of that if you do that on a continuous basis, how it can help you grow? And, you know, you don't have to do it to the extent where it hurts a lot. And, yeah. you know, I mean, there is, I can tell you right now, I'm feeling some soreness, but, you know, it's not, it's not pain, it's soreness, um, which is okay. And I have a bit of a theory that, you know what, we're going to probably have struggles throughout our day. It's just, it seems, it seems like it's human nature. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I think that, I, I think like this, like if I just had a struggle in that class, maybe I avoid one later on, or maybe one will come up. And because of my energy level and my soreness in my body, I'll be just like, okay, that's okay. I don't need to fight that one. <laughs> we'll just, yeah. you know, let that one lie. Uh, but, you know, I think these classes build up your resilience, your willpower, your strength, you know, or running, you know, long distance running. Definitely. I mean, who runs 42 kilometers or even 21 or, you know, it, it, it's it's a real str- a test of your willpower and your ability to withstand, you know, the things coming at you and, you know, maybe environment, maybe weather and rain and heat and all sorts of different factors, soreness and, and whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, you prepare for like eight months for a marathon. So, uh at that point, you you really want to do it because you've you've worked so hard. Um, but it does take a lot of commitment, and uh, you know, I, I think that anybody I, I've I've met a lot of runners and I've interacted with a lot of different runners, and uh, you can see that they have a high level of commitment. They're driven. They're achievers, and um, you know, I, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I ended up running in my life. And uh, it was it was a good experience. <laughs> it was a, lot of, a lot of work, though. <laughs> that's amazing. So it seems like it's about conditioning the mind as well as the body before a challenge arises so that you you're there already right so it seems like the military does the same thing before a war they do a lot of practices routines uh, a lot of drills just to condition themselves uh, and to be prepared for a challenge uh, so that they're ready when it happens is that, is that is that correct yeah i think so i don't know much about the military but yeah it's it's based on what you described uh, absolutely i mean if you can if you can prepare yourself like i'll tell the people that come to my spin class sometimes i'll say you know uh, think of this as training for the worst case scenario maybe a natural disaster yeah. maybe a bear in the forest maybe you just have to run everybody else and you get to live you know and you don't get carved up by a bear <laughs> you know like <laughs> i don't know but you know if you are at your best physically mentally emotionally you know you're you're going to be all right you'll probably survive and be strong got it so what caught my attention was when you said you're going to have to do it yourself and i've read that you love designing and running your own mindset experiments could you talk to us about one of your most inspiring experiments okay uh, good question yeah i do a lot of different ones but um uh well you know uh, I, I guess one that uh I want I want to relate one that that'll that'll kind of make sense and and uh, you know I've I've done some like you know for months and years but um, uh, you know I, I guess one thing that I, I can mention is um, uh, doing affirmations like with repetition like you wouldn't believe um, so 
uh, at one point in time, I decided that every time I come into contact with water, whether I see it, touch it, hear it, I'm doing affirmations. And, uh, you know, at first I was a little bit, you know, up and down, but, uh, over time now it's clockwork. I could be in a public place and I'm in the washroom and I'm doing affirmations. I might do them silently, but I move my lips to them because, uh, if you ever read, uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy, Dr. Joseph Murphy, he writes, um, he wrote the power of the subconscious mind. He talks, just move your lips. It has the same power as actually saying it, uh, you know, so, um, so that, that's, that's one of the experiments I've been kind of running lately, um, so, and it requires, you know, a lot of diligence and, and, uh, uh, and practice, but, um, you know, just, it's the feeding of the mind. And I feel that there's a lot of value in that. If you just continually feed your mind, it doesn't have to be, you know, like it, mine is about, you know, when I go to the washroom, it's like, I'm doing these affirmations over and over and over and over again, because I realize that my subconscious mind is going to hear it and it's going to respond and reciprocate. So, um, I just, I just do it without without even hesitating just uh, one other experiment that's aligned with the affirmations is one that i've been doing with my children for quite a few years so if you have children and it really doesn't matter what age they are if, as long as they're open-minded but uh something i've been doing with my children is doing affirmations every single day and uh it's basically at the end of the day when they're going to bed and uh my my young uh, my eldest son is nine years old now and we've been doing it for probably about six years five, six years. And the, and the other one is six years old and he's picked up on it. The three-year-old hasn't quite clued in yet, but here's, here's the, uh, the, the benefit. I've been doing gratitudes and affirmations with them right before bedtime for years and years and years. And now I ask them to tell me what they're grateful for. And then I say, who's going to lead the affirmations? And they do them without looking at anything. It's all from memory. So I've plugged in I have prospered their mind. They can't get it out now. It's in there and it's in there for life. Well, that is such an amazing uh, family bedtime routine to have. And since you started with them as, as children, uh, like you mentioned, it's become uh, you know second nature to them. And I can just imagine how it will be for them as they become adults and how that will transform their life. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful experiment to run. And I'm sure that many of our listeners, uh, parents would love to have the same thing the same experiment run at their homes as well. So Dan, loved the conversation that we're having and the stories that you've shared so far. Based on your experience, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today? Well, I think the the key thing is is um, for, for folks to start getting what's in their mind out. Because if it's in the mind, it's in the ether. It's it's nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's everywhere and it's nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so it's to start writing down these thoughts. Write down the thoughts. And, you know, if you could just write down the thoughts, then you bring awareness to them. If you want to make two columns, write down the thoughts and then say, okay, well, what would be the thought, the opposing thought? And start thinking about that. It's about the dominant thought, right? So getting those thoughts out of our heads, that's the critical factor. And then if you'd like, get them out of your head and then thank them for coming and thank them for showing you the way and thank them for giving you the experiences you've had and the awareness and then shred them or actually burn them. And if you're going to burn them, yes, burn them outside. I'm not saying burn them in the kitchen, but, you know, (laughs) burn them someplace where you're not going to burn other things and, and dispose of them, eliminate them. You know, it's, it's something that we can do. We can take thoughts and say, okay, they're not serving me anymore. There's something better for me. And I recognize that and I want it. And, you know, so if you write that down, because here's what writing does. Writing causes thinking. Thinking causes feeling. Feeling causes your emotions to turn on. And then your emotions cause you to take action. That's why we make emotional decisions, right? So, so write it down. Writing causes thinking. Thinking causes feeling. Feeling causes uh, emotions. And, and emotions cause us to take action. And then as we do that, and we start making our, our dominant thoughts the things we want, guess what? Our environment will reflect that back. And then when we see more things reflecting back to us that we like, of course, we're going to stay on that train of thought and keep practicing the things, th- same things and doing the same actions. And as we give power and dominance to those thoughts, the things that are positive that we like, the other ones by nature are going to sort of die off. They're going to become diminished and will not control us anymore. It's about control. In the end, are thoughts controlling us or are we controlling them? Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 187. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 187. 
The great mistake is to anticipate the outcome of the engagement. You ought not be thinking of whether it ends in victory or defeat. Let nature take its course and your tools will strike at the right moment. This is an amazing quote by Bruce Lee. Action Tribe, it's important to set goals to understand what you're trying to achieve. But sometimes the anticipation of the perfect outcome might get you worked up, might get you stressed out and might even affect your work. Learn to enjoy the process. The very fact that you've already taken action and you're already doing something means that you've set the process in motion. Don't think about whether this will end in victory or defeat. Do the work that needs to be done and at the perfect moment, you will experience massive victory. So Dan, talk to us about a moment in your life when you came across a major life challenge. How did that come into your life in the first place? And then what steps did you take to overcome it? Well, you know, I'll talk about about something that I think people can relate to. Um, And, uh, you know, this challenge was actually one of a biological nature. I had a red patch on my neck that must have been about an inch or two inches in diameter. And, uh, you know, this appeared on my neck, uh, you know, and I could see it. It was very evident. A lot of people could see it, in fact. And, you know, I, I tried to uh, deal with it um, topically, you know, by putting ointments and powders or something on it. Uh, you know, I, I have the neem powder and so on from Ayurvedic doctors. And I tried all sorts of stuff. And, and people would ask me questions. Of course, they could see the powder on there or something. They'd say, what is it? You know, what is it? And I'd be like, I don't know. And, uh, I mean, because that's my approach. I, I, I don't go to Western doctors. I don't have a family doctor. It's just my, my way of doing things. I trust in Eastern medicine. I trust my subconscious mind to heal me and take care of me. That's, that's my faith. So uh, anyway, I see this thing on my neck and then, uh, you know, I'm sort of, uh, you know, uh, aware and I, I start researching and learning what it is. So, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, sorry, but I, I did research, you know, what area of my body is this appearing on. And uh, I learned that, you know, it's the fifth chakra. It's my voice. It's my willpower. So at that point, I said, well, I guess I got to strengthen my will. I got to do something to strengthen my will. Well, it lasted for eight months. <laughs> so eight months of having that thing on my neck, which, you know, some people would have said, maybe it's a cancer or something. I don't entertain that because I don't want to plant stuff in my mind that's not going to help me. So um, anyway, eight months later, overnight, it disappeared. And at that point, I, I recognized and I looked back at my life and I said, okay, yeah, I strengthen my will. I have a stronger willpower now and I'm able to move forward and I'm speaking my voice. I'm using my voice and my power. I'm sharing my message. I'm no longer quiet in the background and, and so on. And, uh, and that's why it went away because I don't believe that anything that appears biologically on our skin or our body's disease of any kind it is just because it happened. It's because mentally, emotionally, something is misaligned and, uh, Anyway, that's how I approach uh, healing myself in any instance. So thanks a lot for sharing that story. Looking back now, in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners today based on your story? Uh, you know, that uh, that we uh, we need to uh, we need to be aware and, and that we, we can heal ourselves. We have we have more control than we think. We have more power than we think. So firstly, love your story. You shared that uh, a while back you had a, suddenly a red patch appear on your neck, something that was really evident and noticeable to people around you and uh, because you believe in healing naturally you, you you initially tried topical ointments and you also knew that if you had to resolve this issue it would be through these natural treatments and the power of your mind uh, and after some research you found out that it would had to do with your fifth chakra or your willpower that had needs needed some work you did the work uh, but it took eight months and uh, while that seems like a long time you did that inner work that needed to be done in your life and after that period that large red patch it just disappeared right and you realized uh, and that affirmed to you that we all have that innate power to heal and that we don't need some external uh, medicines that mostly cause side effects is that correct but but we have the power in ourselves to heal ourselves but we need to do the work so thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful story with us absolutely it's my pleasure. Yeah, you know, the, the, the thing is about medications, my opinion is that, you know, we're telling our body to shut up. <laughs> like, right, we're basically right. just saying, you know, uh, this is a problem, we need to solve it, and we need to stop it right now, shut up. And, and that does, I don't think that works. Our, our bodies are telling us something, take a break, step back. They're happening, yeah. for good, it's for good reason. And, uh, and that's the way I approach it. You know, if something comes up, and it's not just happening to me, actually, I have a, a theory that life is not happening to us, life is responding to us. It's always responding to us and it's up to us to be aware of that and and figure things out and go through life in a smooth and natural way. Beautiful. It sort of reminds me of that. Uh, I think it's a lobster story because if you think about it, the lobster has a shell and it keeps growing until that day 
when the shell is too small for it and that discomfort is an indication for it to leave that shell and sort of create a new shell for itself and so uh, what it does is because it's so uncomfortable in that shell it has to leave that shell and create a brand new and much larger shell and so sometimes as you've suggested discomfort and pain and challenges in our life are indications that there has to be some change and mostly it is some inner work that you need to do in order to create that transformation in your life so so uh, thanks a lot for sharing and action tribe i hope you enjoyed today's session as you head out in the world to take action towards your vision always be mindful of where you're giving away your energy and focus don't get too disappointed by minor failures and don't celebrate too much after minor wins because it's it's important to be balanced and focused and keep your mind on the task at hand because every day you're going to turn a new page as we're learning today and most importantly learn to be flexible so that the outside forces and factors don't affect you because as bruce lee once so eloquently said empty your mind be formless shapeless like water if you put water into a cup it becomes the cup you put water into a bottle it becomes the bottle you put it into a teapot it becomes the teapot now water can flow or it can crash be water my friend so dan what is your life calling as on today well definitely my life calling is is to teach and um and it, and it's to teach personal development the power of the mind the science of the mind uh, you know, it's it's about how we can be in control of our lives and direct them. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, in a big, big, in a larger picture, I think that I'm here to help people evolve spiritually, to help them move up the, the ladder, the spiritual ladder of growth. Uh, because, you know, at the end of it all, when we get to the end of our life and we look back, you know, we're not going to say, you know, all the, all the uh, you know, the money and all this and everything like that. It's going to be, it's going to be about family. It's going to be about experiences and memories, really profound memories. And, uh, you know, so if we if we just looked at life like that a little more often then you know, then we would say, OK, well, you know, how how can I direct myself a little bit better here? How can I condition myself so that I'm I'm moving towards the things that I love? So I feel better most of the time, because if we feel better, guess what? You know, things get better. And, uh, you know, and so we have to work on feeling better more often. And, you know, uh, I mean, here's the thing. E- emotions are just thoughts moving through our body. Right. Feelings are 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 emotions moving through our body. So, you know, we have to recognize that if we are going to emote, if we're going to send signals out, we might as well send the kinds of ones that we want back and and do it deliberately. You know, uh, it's it's uh, it's human nature to. Uh, uh, to, to have to struggle and to grow. I mean, think about nature. Nature never goes downhill. Even a tree that's sitting on the bank of a river, it comes out towards the water and then goes up, typically. You know? So nothing yeah. really grows down. You know, everything grows, nature grows up. And so do we. You know, so if we're not growing, we're kind of standing still or disintegrating. And, you know, what, and what's, what's the ultimate of disintegration or standing still and going backwards? Death. So we either, you know, living or dying. It's, it's a choice. Wonderful. So you spoke about the importance of creating memories and the fact that when you're on your deathbed, you won't really uh, think much about the things that you accumulated during your life, but about the wonderful memories that you've had because they will just flash by you. So was there ever a defining moment that really changed your life? Uh, well, there's been many, but uh, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> uh, certainly I, I think one of the more recent ones has been, um, you know, when I when I got to a point, I, I, I was working in a job and, and fine, I was being paid, you know, good money, you know, and, uh, you know, probably, I didn't realize it, but, you know, I was being paid the kind of money that only like 1% of Canadians make or something like that, but, uh, or a small percentage, I forget what it was. But anyway, the thing is, money, money wasn't the factor. I was disenchanted. And, you know, at that point in my life, I kept going forward on that path because I thought that was the right path. But I went from one company to another. And within three months, that's probationary period in that company, they fired me. And that was a defining moment for my life because I probably would have stayed on that path if they let me. Yeah. And they said no. And you know what? I just stepped back and I, I didn't get really offended too much, a little bit. But, you know, I, I just stepped back and I said, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I'm disenchanted. Yeah. I'm feeling the same way I was before at another company. And I, I thought I, I would be, you know, all fresh and new. But that wasn't the case. So, yeah, definitely that was a shift being fired, being kicked out, you know. And I just stepped back and then I, I started on a completely different path. 
I started investing in my my well-being, my my purpose, and uh, and uh, you know, and it led me on a, on a kind of a weird path. I won't tell you the whole story, but I devoted six months to a business that was you know pointless. But I devoted six months to it. It took me to Salt Lake City, and a guy named Dave Blanchard. He's the CEO of Ogmandino. If you ever read Ogmandino's work, it took me to Salt Lake mm. City and to Dave's house. Not just for a coffee. I thought maybe a coffee, but Dave invited. Yeah. Me. I get to stay at his house, talk with him. He plants a seed in me that says, you know what, I think you'd make a good coach. I come back home. I ended up getting on the phone with Bob Proctor's team. And then they said, let's get Bob on the phone. <laughs> and then, you know, so these are defining, definitely defining moments where it was like, I didn't know whether I was going the right way or not, but I was getting signs that, you know, come this way because people were saying, come, come stay at my house, mm-hmm. come and talk to me. You know, I mean, Bob Proctor is sort of semi-celebrity. I thought, you know, he's all over the internet yeah. and Oprah and Ellen and everything, but here he is on the phone with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, uh, so yeah, I just, I just, you know, I've recognized, all right, life is more than this. Life is more than just me having a job and making payments, bills and paying bills and so on. It's a lot more. And, uh, and then I just, from then on, I, I, I don't look back and I don't look at things the way I used to. I just say, ask myself, what do I want? And keep my focus on that and just keep working towards it. And, uh, and uh, life hasn't let me down yet. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we've arrived at the very last round for today, the wisdom round. This is similar to a rapid fire round in that uh, it comprises of short, brief answers packed with some profound wisdom. So the best advice that someone's ever given you? Uh, the best advice, uh, I'd have to say that, you know, to uh, to not make excuses, no excuses. In fact, I'll just tell you, Bob Proctor told me, you know, make he told me to make three calls a day, do three uh, three calls and, and uh, uh, strategy sessions with people per day for 30 days. No excuses. Well, mm. I, I, I was almost 100%. <laughs> I did make two excuses. Wow. But, you know, the no excuse rule works. Why? Because excuses are dominant thought. Reasons and excuses are dominant thoughts. Results and achievements and uh, moving forward are, are totally different. So name a personal habit that keeps you going. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think the morning success ritual is something that uh, that is one of my greatest personal habits. Uh, I didn't develop that until maybe a year or two ago, but um, but since I caught on to it, it was like I never got up at five o'clock in the morning before, but after I saw a video on it, I just said, thank you, <laughs> I'm doing that. I want what they're doing and their experiences <laughs> and their successes. <laughs> and next morning I got up at five. So yeah, it's, it's a morning success ritual. Ritual. And that, there's a combination of things, you know, whether it's uh, meditation, cardio, yoga, reading, writing, setting intentions. You know, my, my, my day starts off uh, like that consistently, regardless of what goes on or where I am in the world. It, it just doesn't matter. Wonderful. So that's actually my next question in, is, uh, what is your morning routine like? Definitely. Yeah, my morning routine is, uh, is down pat. Um, it, incar- it incorporates uh, a meditation, first of all. Uh, it's just a, you know, a short one, like a, maybe a 15-minute medita- meditation. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I do cardio and, uh, again, cardio is very simple. I, I, I've incorporated something called Tabata, which is uh, based on Japanese research. And, uh, so I do a five minute warm up and then four minutes Tabata. It's just intervals. It's 20 seconds of high intense intervals and 10 seconds off. So, you know, just eight intervals and you're done. And, uh, and then I go right onto my yoga mat and I do 20 minutes of yoga and, uh, you know, so I get my body already revved up. So I've done, you know, cardio, my blood flowing, my heart rate, up, uh, oxygenated, <laughs> everything, everything's going uh, mechanically. And then, uh, then I loosen my body and, uh, and get calm with, uh, with yoga. And then, um, and then I also incorporate, uh, I have children. So, you know, then they, once they get off to school, uh, I incorporate a walk and I do a prayer kind of walk. Uh, so in huh. more or less a prayer circle, so, uh, so to speak. And, um, and, uh, and then also, uh, I, I, I write, so I have a journal and, uh, every day I write and, uh, Oh, uh, pardon me. I sort uh, I forgot something in between <laughs> at breakfast time. I do a gratitude uh, journal at, uh, oh, okay. at breakfast. So I write 20 things I'm grateful for. Uh, and I have specific things. I'll just kind of rhyme them off and, and, uh, but, uh, and people might like them. Uh, I have something called the five F's, which is faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. And then uh, in that order. And then I also have peace, poise, passion, purpose, power. And those are the things that I write gratitudes on. And, uh, and then as I was saying, my journaling, I do write my intentions 
uh, things that I want, um, you know, the, the, the direction I'm going in in my life. Uh, and then, you know, that's pretty much it. So uh, it's reading, writing, setting intentions uh, during that period. So all in all, about two hours worth of practice every day. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today? Oh, that's a great question. Um, but uh, I'd have to say one of the ones that had the most profound effect on me so far is uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy's the, the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. It, it, it's a close tie with Napoleon Hill's work, but I'd have to say just understanding the power of your subconscious mind is so, so important. And uh, and, and Dr. Joseph Murphy really put it into great context. Uh, and I studied that book, and I'll just tell you how I studied it. I'm in a mastermind group. We read the same chapter every day for 30 days so we go through a book studying it you know 30 times wow. a month one chapter and then the next i've been doing that since 2012 so uh, it's a great great practice action tribe i know how much you love our book recommendations and i know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show that's why audible.com is offering action tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service now audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android or kindle including bestsellers like the chakra system by anadia judith autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC for your free audiobook. So Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are super grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you. Well, I'm absolutely grateful for, um, you know, for, for the lifestyle that I have and, uh, and for my family. I'm always, uh, you know, grateful for uh, the experiences that we have and the lifestyle we live. And, um, uh, you know, it's not by accident, but, uh, you know, uh, daily I am grateful for those things and, and for, for all the, you know, goodness and pure positive energy coming towards us. It's, uh, you know, it makes a big difference when you feel good more of the time. <laughs> so definitely. And, uh, and in terms of uh, how folks can, uh, can find me, uh, I am, you know, I'm on the internet. Uh, if they want to go to my website and, and take a look around, they certainly can. Uh, my website is danlefave.com. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, there's a, there's a nice gift there. If you want to do danlefave.com forward slash productivity, you can, uh, you can watch a short five minute video where I talk about this morning success ritual how you can do it, and then also give you a checklist so you, you can get started on it. And and I would just say get started where you where you where you can. You know, there's there's no uh, there's no real uh, definite way of doing things. Just get started. Once you get started, you'll figure out your way and figure out what uh, what's important to you. Perfect. We'll have this link up in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of the mind and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Absolutely. Thank you, AJ. And, and uh, just one last thing, I would just say, you know, if you're here today and you're listening to this audio today, it's, it's not by accident. And frankly, there's lots that you can apply here, but just take one thing and put it into practice and, uh, and watch your life grow and expand. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.